Welcome to episode 15 of And What Else, the podcast with me, Wendy O'Byrne, also known as The Completion Coach. And in the last episode, I was talking a little bit about the perspective shift, the reframe we could have around the idea of why people start therapy, coaching, self-development, any of the things that they might be looking at from not just I have poor mental health or I've had this happen or this diagnosis, this big life event has happened or this ongoing challenge is showing up for me. But how that comes hand in hand with the only reason you entertain and enter doing something about it is because of hope being present, because of a desire for change, because of a will to change the situation, to shift things. And so the actual driving force is the will for change. That's the reason that people go, the reason people sign up and the people want to develop, they want to grow, they want change. And they obviously believe in the possibility of it, or they wouldn't entertain the things that they're entertaining to make that happen. The reason I'm bringing that up is because I want to talk today a little bit about language, about the human experience and about how we experience the day-to-day highs and lows of life. Because even when you are in self-development, even when you have done a lot of the internal work, have explored your blocks, your beliefs, your limits, you've pushed past them, you're growing there's always going to be life. There's always going to be highs and lows. We're not going to wipe those experiences out. A, we have different levels of energy at different times, depending on what we're expending it on. We have different states of resources at different times, depending on what's going on in life. And we are living. We are living not just a soul experience where we are... (laughs) keeping ourselves in a bubble and keeping ourselves in one state and that's all that's ever going to happen and we'll stay happy there. We are colliding with so many different energies, so many different experiences, so many things that will be ingrained in us that may take an awful lot of time to change the practice of. And managing and navigating and putting into practice the work that we have done is a repeating cycle. It's not once and done. It is a repeating cycle, but it's not the same cycle. So although we are repeating, I always ask people to go back to real basics, like what are you doing from the basics, from when you first started this self-inquiry that you've stopped doing? And I guarantee you people put those really simple tools down because They often feel that they have advanced beyond it, that that's not necessary anymore, that I've done that, so why would I do it again? One of the most asked questions I get is, how do you always seem to remain quite in flow? There's no massive peaks and lows with you. You seem to be quite gently within the same rhythm. You don't seem to have these extreme reactions. It isn't because I've done so much work or I'm superhuman or I don't have those responses. It is because of my practices and my commitment to those practices, my, the word everybody hates, consistency with those practices. I'm going to pause us here and just ask us to really sit with the phrase consistent as well. Consistent does not mean constant. Consistent does not mean rigid. 
Consistent does not mean restricted. People have such a fear of the word consistency and demand that we're inconsistent as humans. And I would argue on that basis that constant is very different from consistent. I think we have very consistent patterns and how flexible we can be with our consistency is what will drive our behavior and create some form of flexible discipline. If I can put those two words together, I'm closing my eyes as I say it, but I have really flexible discipline. And that means that I'm really consistent with my practices. I journal every single day. Does it look the same every day? No. Sometimes it's in my head. Sometimes it's out loud. Sometimes it's on paper. Sometimes it's a quick check-in. Sometimes it's really detailed and long. It depends what's going on, but I am consistent with showing up with a flexible practice. I meditate consistently, not constantly. So for me, that could be a walking meditation one day, a sat down guided meditation, another, a moment of silence when I'm on a train. It can be anything that I can make happen, whichever way it needs to happen. So I'm consistent, not constant. It doesn't look the same. It's not rigid. It's not confined. It is flexible. It works with me and it is consistent. It might not be half an hour every day. It might be five minutes one day, 45 minutes another, one minute another. But I will show up in some way to everything. I have preached for since 2017 now that everybody should look themselves in the eye, in the mirror, every time they wash their hands after they go for a wee. We are in that toilet, usually first thing in the morning, last thing at night, throughout the day. Make eye contact with yourself every single time. See how that reacts in your body. See whether you can repeat an affirmation. I have been saying the same, more or less affirmations now for nearly 10 years. And that's, I love myself. I trust myself. I am enough. And I say them silently every time I wash my hands and look in the mirror. And there are times where that's easy and I'm joyous and I'm grinning and I'm feeling it. And other times I physically feel my body being like, no, not feeling that. This is bollocks. What are you doing this for? It's ridiculous. And all that feedback is telling me is exactly where I am. I do have low moods. I do have bad days. I do have tantrums. I do have moments of despair. I do have moments of wanting to give up. I also don't stay in them for very long. But whatever I move through, I move through with flexibility and agility. Flexibility and agility, two things I'm really, really consistently practicing. To notice, to acknowledge, to work through, to process, to move through, to move on. It is within the method that I teach clients. It is very much within what I give talks on. It's very much within what I ask everybody to try to get within. Flexibility and agility. Because the more this is practiced, the more we understand that good and bad, light and shade, it all exists together and always at the same time, even when we can't see it. Even when we can't see it, you could be having the most amazing day at work and then come out of a meeting and pick up your phone and find bad news. You could be having the most amazing holiday and return home and find out something awful had happened at the same time. You could be having the best personal experience and there'd be an awful tragedy down the road from you. You could be in the midst of finding 
exactly what you want from life and somebody you know finds something really awful out that impacts you because it's impacted them. These things are always going to coexist. We're never going to be gliding through and within perfect timelines that this is a good time to have a good time and this is a good time to have a bad time, (laughs) you know, or this is a bad time to have a bad time. It's consistently going to be showing up that things are going on around you, within you, and at the same time. What matters is how we're able to do that, that we don't get stuck in anything for too long, that we don't get dragged down by the bad and never raise ourselves back up, that we don't get stuck in freeze because we can't decide which one should have the priority, the good or the bad. And that we don't get so caught up on the highs that the moment that they're not there, we lose ourselves. We don't know what to do and and we just absolutely lose or feel like we're losing everything, which is not true either. Working out how we're experiencing things and using instead of the words, but it was going great, but I was loving it, but I really like you, but all of the times we use the word, but and it's I hear it all the time. I'd love to, but I was going to, but it's it's the most used word. What I want to change when I'm working with clients is that phrasing. And I ask them if they took the word but out of the sentence and replaced it with the word and, what would change? Because we can be having a good day and experiencing a painful situation. We could be experiencing a terrible day and know that there are steps we can take to change it. We could be listening to or absorbing something really negative and choose not to get too caught up in it, but to step back and to protect ourselves from it. We could be succeeding financially and struggling in a relationship. We could be really driven and ambitious and excited for something and absolutely terrified and worried about something else or the same project at the same time. Instead of expecting yourself to be entirely on board with one thing or entirely against something and being in these extreme ends, I always people to come back to the middle ground. The middle ground allows us to be both. Like I'm doing well and I have bad days. I have moments like today where (laughs) an entire set of podcasts get lost. Did I throw a tantrum? Did I feel exhausted by it? Did I just want to give up? Did I want to say, sod it, we won't put one out for a couple of weeks. I've not got time. Everything's against me, blah, 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 blah. All of the things you could do when you're tired, when you're stressed, when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel behind, when you feel like you're not doing enough, when it's hot, when you know there's a million other things trying to grab your attention. Yes, I did. I did. And for about 25 minutes, I had a proper sulk moment of stress. What I did is then say, and I need to take a break. So I went for a walk. So I got myself hydrated. So I had food and sat down and had a chat and made sure I took a good one to two hours away from everything. And then came back and said, now I could do one short episode. I could re-record that today and it would be okay. And I could refocus some of the tasks I've got tomorrow 
and I could keep recording the odd one here and there and it would be okay until I catch back up. But I had the meltdown, the drama, the doubt, the feelings, the madness, all of the things going on. And then I took the steps to step away from it, to look at my energy, to see what I needed to help myself. And then I came back in different energy and decided the way forward instead of trying to make a decision in the negative energy I was in. Because I know this might be for some of you going, oh, this is so basic, Wendy. Like this is, you told me this five years ago, but it remains so true. The basic principles, the basic practices, the basic check-ins, the basic moments of noticing when you're about to spiral, why is that? Yes, I was stressed. Yes, I was very busy today. Yes, it was inconvenient. Yes, some of it was a childlike tantrum in reality, a frustration. And when I experience frustration, it is very childlike. It is very closed energy. It is where I want to just completely go, no, shut down, close, not not open to discussion, don't want any solutions, not, not willing to look at this from my adult self whatsoever. When I experience frustration, that's the part of me that comes to the surface. That then needs to be looked after by me. And it's not looked after by me trying to push through it in that let's not find a solution energy. The best thing for me to do is go out, have a walk, clear my head, calm down, process what I'm actually feeling, process what's coming up for me, recognize that it is a really young part of me that's frustrated that reacts like this to really small things when I'm tired, when I'm overwhelmed, when I've got too much going on and not enough order. When all of these things are happening at once, then I notice that frustration really plays a part when on other days I wouldn't have had the same reaction. It's important to note that I also have created meaning around the recording of the podcast, when they'll be done, how they'll be done. And I was being really generalized when I was talking about my frustrations. I was dramatizing things. You know, the absolute, I cannot do this. I haven't got time. I've put too much on my own plate. All of the things that I wanted to throw at today weren't true, aren't true. But it shows me that there's still quite an emotional link to me producing this podcast. And whenever, whenever there's even the slightest issue around it, frustration is the first energy that shows up. And it's about how I can stop doing it. How am I going to get out of this? What can I do to stop doing this? What can I do to say I did it, but it didn't work and and close it? That still remains. So there's still a story I'm attaching. I'm making everything mean something. I'm relating this back to every single episode, as you know, that I like to do. But it's so true. It's so true. There is an emotional link. And when that happens, the emotions that come up are frustration. And what frustration allows me to do is close things down. Frustration has always, always, always allowed me to cut my nose off to spite my face, I think is the saying, and burn a bridge instantly. Some people might call this maiden energy as well, where she burns bridges, but that cut my nose off to spite my face energy, that closed energy, that, oh, let me take a swipe, let me take it down, that is one of the youngest parts of me, and it's a frustrated part, and It's what I've done in so many situations over the years that I can look back on, be it relationships, arguments, 
where I've lived, all sorts of things, jobs that I've quit, things that I've not been willing to have a discussion about because of frustration that have meant that I have cut my nose off to spite my face rather than staying and talking about it reasonably. And only when you start to realise this work has worked, (laughs) get that word work in as many times as you can, but when you recognise that this work has worked, it is because you are observing yourself. So even when I was having my frustrated tantrum earlier, I was witnessing myself having it. And instantly at the end of it, I said, and I know this is just me having a tantrum. I'm going to be absolutely fine. I need to take a break. I need to take some time out. I need to sit down and come back to this with a different energy and it will be fine. This podcast is obviously something that causes quite a lot of emotion in me and I know I'm not going to stop doing it. So that whole thing was happening even though I was having the tantrum. So it's not like we suddenly start coasting through life and nothing happens. We don't have reactions. We don't do things completely differently. But with the awareness, we can acknowledge ourselves and what's actually happening instead of what we're making it mean. And we can then take different action to move through it. So that all happened within the space of three hours. The podcast is now being re-recorded and everything's fine. It's now five to nine. This was initially recorded at two o'clock this afternoon. I lost my recording by 4pm. At 4.30 to 5ish, I was having my meltdown. And by seven o'clock, I was back at my desk, procrastinating, looking through an old journal that I had written and produced that I'm sending out to somebody, and then put my headphones on and recorded this. I'm then going to be going to bed. <laughs> because hey it's coming up to 9 p.m we, we all know this is my technology cut off and tomorrow's a new day where I will sit down reevaluate what I have prioritized give myself some room with this podcast for the next recordings to be done on a day that's really really easy for me to do it and really nurture myself the day before knowing that there are still lots of frustrations that want to come up in me So making it as easy as possible for those frustrations, whilst knowing if they do come up, and when they do come up, because they will, that I can handle them, and can take different action, and it will be okay, and, and, and. So I'd like you to really just sit with when you use the word but, and when you could use the word and, and recognise that having those really simple practices in place consistently and really looking at what you do to look after yourself means that I didn't have a bad day today. I had a bad couple of hours within a day and that's how I know I'm looking after myself on the way into something happening and looking after myself on the way out. And tomorrow when I journal and meditate, it will be to continue to soothe what happened today for me and just keep moving and so it's not like something happens and I crash out and it takes me three days to come back into something which is what used to happen which is why I wrote the first journal and made the one that I made because I realized if something happened I'd go away for at least a week or a good few days before I could come back to something and I had never addressed why it happened and I was trying to force things 
Whereas now, with this awareness, with this practice, with this acknowledgement, I'm constantly looking at it with awareness and going, okay, okay, let's have that and do this. Let's have this moment and repair it afterwards. Let's do this and take that action. Let's feel this way and let that be okay. And then do something differently. That's what happens when you really commit to doing this inner work and processing, developing, growing. We are looking at it from a place where we are able to acknowledge it in a really cognitive way, able to see the impact it's having and the emotional reactions, and then able to master our practice to keep moving, to take action, to follow through, to reframe constantly. And the more that we can do that, the more that you get into any practice. The same as you see anybody good at anything, right? If somebody's really good at football, they've practiced a lot. If anybody's really good at writing novels, they practiced. If anybody's really good at music, they still practice. They will rehearse different industries, different ways, different words. But all that is in reaction is practice. People that we think are extraordinarily good at anything or just really good at something will have practiced, rehearsed, put in effort. They will have gone through the motions of it over and over again in a way that's consistent. And the more consistent we can be with a practice, the better we get at things. The better we get at things, the better our practice actually becomes. It's It goes round in that cycle. My practice is even better today than it was when I started because I know the impact it has on my life. So because I can see the impact on my life, I really put more into my practice. And the more I put into my practice, the more it shows up in my life. So everything reflects back And I know no matter what I'm going through, there is always an and. There is always, always, always an and. No matter what. No matter what. I hope this podcast has served you. I hope, I really hope it saves. (laughs) And that I don't have to have meltdown number two before bed. Thank you for listening. As always, please send me a DM if you've got any feedback, comments, or want me to dig into anything further, or if you've just got questions. Send me an email, wendy at thecompletioncoach.co.uk. Leave us a review, us being me. And thank you for listening. If you think this might help somebody that you know, please do pass it on.